live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Hit the guys up on the Riverwind Casino calling line at 405-329-9000. Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland. And T.J. Perry. She's shown a run blitz. The car is going to throw a play action. Here comes a blitz. They throw it to the left side. Incidental contact. The pass is overthrown. It is incomplete. I'm looking for flags. I see none. The Chiefs have held on fourth down and one on a blitz on car at 41 seconds to go in the game to preserve a 30 to 29 lead. All right, good morning, everybody. Poor Plank. It's Tuesday, October 11, T-Row in the morning show. This is the ref, the home of Sooner fans, as we bring it local now and blast it across the state of Oklahoma and beyond. A1 and Turkey Bacon with you. Chiefs rally to beat the Raiders last night, 30 to 29 on Monday Night Football. Turn it up, teach. Woo! Those two things feel a long ways apart right now. It is not a fun time to be in Oklahoma. At least not if you're a Sooner fan. Sooners and the Jayhawks this Saturday morning at 11 a.m. It is HOKO. TJ, that is uh, short for Homecoming. This Saturday morning, if you are hip with it. Uh, owe you a favorite? To the surprise of many, we'll discuss that game coming up on the show today. We've got the second round, the divisional series of uh, the Major League Baseball playoffs starting today. A quadruple header of baseball coming your way today. We'll discuss that. We had a firing in the NFL yesterday. Rudy's shows last night to tell you about. I got questions I did not ask Brent Venables for you today. We'll hear from Jeff Levy, Ted Roof. It's a big Tuesday, and we start by welcoming in my very best friend in the entire world, T to the J Perry on the other side of the glass. Good morning, TJ. Good morning, Toby. Good morning. Good morning. How are you today, my bestie? Oh, I'm wonderful now that I hear your voice. Yeah. Yeah. Get 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 this. Go ahead. On the way here. Flipped over cement truck. Don't even know how it happened and where it was, how the truck got in the position it was. Fire trucks, ambulances, policemen, they're all standing around like, how do we flip a cement truck back over? Jeez. Yeah. Where at? Robinson and 35, right on the entrance to 35, which was backing, uh, starting to back up. If you were coming southbound on 35 and looping onto Robinson, you're not looping onto Robinson right now. If you're wanting to turn and go uh, down uh, the exit there to get onto 35, you're not getting on to 35 right now. So oh, just a warning for you there, Norman. Don't know. The truck was 
So you know how that wall split right there, and you can either come on to Robinson Street off of 35, or you can go down onto 35 and go southbound, and or uh, you know split off there and go down by Ted's and the mall and stuff on the access road. The cement cement truck was facing the opposite way, flipped over upside down. Huh. Uh, no idea why it was facing the way it was, where it was, how it got in the position it was. No idea what was going on there. I don't know if someone <laughs> stole a cement truck and then flipped it. <laughs> I have no idea. But it was uh, quite the sight at 5.15 in the morning. I'm trying to think of possibilities of how a cement truck could flip. And flip I suppose it in just, the wrong it's... lane on the wrong side of the wall, yeah. of the retaining wall. Uh, unless it flipped completely over the wall, but I didn't see damage to the wall. So no idea. No idea, man. I feel like in some manner... A superhero had to be involved in that. It's going right? to have to be to flip it back over, I think. It's TJ's Heavy fault. Heavy-duty construction oh, no, equipment. It's not. TJ didn't have anything to do No, no, it was already there when I drove past. Come on now. Come on now. So That's how I started uh, my well, day, trying to figure I, I out that mess. I hope everybody's okay. I hope so. Okay. I hope so. Stuck under a cement truck. That's no, not good at all. So. No. Uh, so that was my morning. Right. Yeah. How was your Monday, October 10, <laughs> TJ? Not were you as, exciting as big that. of a glutton as you were over the weekend, for Pete's sake? Um, I fixed some spaghetti last night. Okay. So nothing outrageous, in the, no. In the air fryer? No, no. Fixed mm. it the normal type of way where I boiled the noodles <laughs> and <laughs> fixed the sauce. And did you make your own sauce or did you crack open some um, ragu? It was, it was homemade. It was homemade. I uh, opened the jar and cooked it at home. Uh, that's yeah. homemade. That is homemade. <laughs> You know, my wife makes her own spaghetti sauce. I hear, I from hear. From scratch. That's what I hear. Yeah, that's how we roll around here. <laughs> so that, and I watched a little Brent Venables last night. And oh, yeah, did that you? Was, that was about my evening, yeah. Did you see me there? I, I did there. see you there. I, I was to his right as you're watching I the I saw television. you there, and at one point you said something, and then Brent went for about 30 minutes. Yep. And yep. I said, Whoa! Brent's still going, and I my head snaps into producer mode of, they are way behind on brakes. <laughs> <laughs> Someone cut him off. You're behind on brakes. <laughs> so let me tell you how that went down. Um, because Teddy and I talked about this after the show. You ever tried to start a car, and it goes, <laughs> it goes, you're like, and just kind of turning over. turn over. Turning up. Right. And then after about 10 times, it roars, you know? <laughs> yes. That was last night's show. Uh, <laughs> BV showed up not in a mood to be answering questions. No. More than I've ever seen him before. The answers were short. Uh, Teddy and I were looking at each other like, like before he would answer get done answering my question, it was time for him to ask another question, and we're like, holy cow, we're gonna, we don't have enough questions. You know, we probably asked 10 questions in, I don't know, three minutes, like just back and forth, just really short answers. He was annoyed. And we're like, this is not, we haven't seen this guy before. And then the magic question came. And bam! I, it I, was, I don't even remember what the question was or how he got to the I'll answer exactly he did. But he went, man. And he went. It was um, uh, it was about the pride in his coaching staff and in his locker room. 
Right. Oh, with, that's what, with what yeah, they're that's, going that's through. That's what they're right going now. through. That's right. Yeah. And ignition was lit. <laughs> Don't read the tweets. For, Don't listen to the outside world. Uh-huh. Don't let them walk in your brain with muddy shoes. Sports radio. Don't listen to sports radio. Let sports them walk radio. around in your brain with dirty feet. <laughs> dirty feet. That's what. Dirty yeah. feet. <laughs> muddy shoes. Play to seventeen inches wide. Yeah. Uh, he did give some a, baseball analogies. Yeah. It was a great answer, and he—you could see the blood pressure starting to rise as he answered it. <laughs> well, it's because his hat's so tight; he needs to loosen that a little bit. Now, remind me to circle back to the hat, okay? Because I got to tell you a story about the hat. Okay. Um, so he answers it. It's like twenty minutes long. Well, our producer for this show is Grant Wade. Do you know Grant at all? I know it's, the name, uh, and I've probably met Grant at some point. I know, well, it's obviously, Jim Wade's his da- son. dad. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. I know his dad and all that, so I know, I'm know i well aware of who he is, yes. I've worked with Grant for years. Grant's funny. Uh, he's a really good producer. But he's talking in my ear when when he wants me to either take breaks or go to the next graphic or whatever the case may be. On this show, it's basically just when to go to breaks because there's not a lot of other production to it. <laughs> right. And so... He, you know, 15 minutes into this uh, answer says, we really need to get the break in my ear. And I'm like. <laughs> now, does that go in Brent's ear, too? No, no, no. Okay. Just my ear. Just and I could talk back to him without it going over the air. Like, I got a little uh, producer button I can push where if I won't do it if Brent's looking at me. But if Brent looks at Teddy, I will push the button if I want to say something to Grant. And I will softly say something into my microphone that only Grant can hear. Fancy. And welcome to television. And um, I was like, I don't, I don't have those fancy gadgets exactly, on my board. I was like, how exactly do you want me to interrupt him here? You know, like this guy's just lost three in a row. He's fired up. I'm not going to throw my body in front of this train right now. <laughs> you're, you're not going to be uh, Chris Adams and falling on the quarterback or Chris Jones, no. I should say. So he finally. It's a great answer. I'm not complaining about it at all, but we are. it's due for a break. And Grant has jumped in now three times and said, we've got to get to a break. I don't, whatever you do, we've got to get to a break. So I start kind of, you know, doing the, like, like raising a hand or just some way. I, I of, saw you at one point. They pulled back on the camera, and I saw you raise your hand. And I'm like, you're not getting in here, dude. And, <laughs> trying to indicate to Brent, maybe we need to take a break. Well, he finishes the answer, and he's talking about, you know, at some point in there, he was talking about the 2005 team, mm-hmm. the Rep Bomar team that started slow and ended up winning the Holiday, Holiday Bowl against right. Oregon. And Teddy goes, real quick, before you go to break, I know you need to go to break, <laughs> but that one through quick thing about that 2005 team and ignites another answer. Yes, he's he has another question again. and another answer. And I push the button and I tell Grant, that's Teddy's fault. And he goes, yeah, that one's on Teddy. <laughs> so anyway, we finally we get the break. We're like 10 minutes late for a break. It's a great answer. It's really it's I encourage people to go back and watch it on ESPN Plus. It's really easy to look up and find in your ESPN Plus. It wasn't. It took archives. me forever. I finally found it. Good luck. Um, and so he gets done answering and we go to break. And Coach Venables looks at me. You take off the headsets and he looks at me and he goes, I can just go as long as I want, right? And I start <laughs> laughing. I said, you could go as long as you want, but I've got to go to commercial breaks or I get fired. And he started laughing. 
And he goes, I could tell you were wanting to go to a commercial break. I could see you squirming over there. I was like, maybe we could develop some hand signals <laughs> just so a, that if we a, need to take a break. You need to reach down and squeeze his knee under the table. He, just... goes, he goes, we don't need hand signals. I can tell when you start to get nervous and we need to go to a break. I just wanted to fin- finish my answer. I was like, that's all right. You can do whatever you want. So it was, uh, it was pretty fun. It's like, Coach, the only problem is you finishing an answer is my entire show. So Well, we came going. back and did like three one-minute segments. Right. You're like, all right, quick segment after this. We'll be back. It was, it was really great. I mean, that was the show. That one answer was the show mm-hmm. because he gave some surface answers to some different things and about the quarterbacks and stuff he wasn't. And then, bam, the heart of what is on his heart right now came out about him telling his team – if you want to go, I'll help you pack your bag. If you're not in, if you're thinking about hitting the transfer portal, if you don't want to be here, no hard feelings. I'll help I'll you pack your bag. I'll write a recommendation yeah. for you. Let's get you out of here. But if you stay, you're all in. And I'm talking to coaches, too. Which kind of, he said a couple of times last night made me think maybe there was some coaches arguing with each other or something. I'm not, I have no idea. I'm just saying a couple of times he mentioned something about coaches being on board. Which I was like, are the coaches not on board? You know, I don't, I don't know. I'm reading too much into it. But you really, he like poured out his heart there for about, I don't know how long the answer was, but it was great. Okay, so back to the hat thing. Yes. Um, two weeks ago, not the Texas game, but the TCU game. Uh, I go to Norman to get the final interview with him before heading down to Fort Worth. So they've got practice at like ten. They're finishing practice at like ten thirty in the morning. I, I meet them as they walk off the practice field. We do our interview. Then I head to Fort Worth. So I am wearing the OU uh, turbo hat. I don't know what to call it. It's the one that, that they sold or gave out during the Nebraska game last yeah, year. Yeah, the, the logo on it and everything. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you're talking about with that OU, that particular OU logo, right? Yeah, I wear it quite a bit. I love the hat. Every time I wear it, everybody's like, where would you get that hat? You know, I love the hat. And uh, so I'm wearing that hat. BV's wearing whatever, something like last night. He likes the ball caps that are, you know, tight to the head. And practice is over, and he comes over, and he looks at me. looks at, like, before we start, he looks up at my head, and he goes, you're rocking a Les Miles lid today, I see. <laughs> I, was like, <laughs> I was like, what? He goes, you got the big old high Les Miles hat going on today. I was like, yeah, I like this hat. He starts laughing. He's a low-profile guy. He likes it close and tight to the head, yeah. Now every time I wear that hat, I'm like, I feel like I'm wearing Les Miles. It's kind of taking a little steam out of me wearing that hat now because I'm like, now you look fine. He, he in thinks it. it's a less miles. Now you look fine in it. He's one of those low pro- profile hat guys. My cousin's that way, and like it. If anybody wears any other hat, they're like, "How do you wear that hat? It's so giant." Like they like them light, tight, right around their head. Um, that hat was a uh, that made him kind of look like a uh, old west guy last night. It was black with the red Jordan on the front, mm-hmm. but like in Rudy's, like it put the shadow over his face, like he's this old school cowboy, like. And then he's just going on this answer with this shadow over his face. And I'm like, <laughs> dirty feet. Don't be listening. Whatever you do, don't be uh, opening up the Twitter or listening to the sports radio guys and let them walk around in your brain with their dirty feet. <laughs> I don't have wipe my shoes off. Yeah, you buddy. don't. But you know most sports radio guys have dirty feet. Oh, I've that's an accurate one analogy. yesterday. That's an he had all analogy. kinds of dirty feet. Like, just start imagining all the sports radio hosts you know. You know they got dirty feet, right? All of them do. 
Break time. We're underway on a Tuesday. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment, your full-line dealer for bad boy zero-turn mowers, tractors, and implements. I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. Norman Regional Hospital Health System, they bring you this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They also bring you uh, the best across Norman and Moore area, specialized professionals helping you with all of your health care needs. Uh, just received word from an inside source. The uh, sim, uh, cement truck pushed over by Devontae Adams as it uh, accessed the... Boy, uh, he went really on <laughs> rampage the last night, didn't <laughs> Just shoved the truck right over. I don't know what's going on. Uh, did you hear his post-game apology? I, I read the quote... Um, which I laughed at because he says the guy ran in front of him. Yeah. And I'm like, the guy was standing there doing his I'm job. Just, he kind of bumped into him. He said, the guy ran in front of him, and he kind of bumped into him, and he wanted to apologize. Right. Like, okay. That's not, not really what happened. Two hands shoved to a guy stationarily standing there. Uh, Air Comfort Solutions text line. Uh, sent this to the afternoon guys yesterday, too. It's important to remember last year's team was outplayed and should have probably lost six or seven games. Same the year before. After the transfers and coaching changes, it's hard to be surprised. I have faith. Development will happen. It just seems like it all caught up with the Sooners at once, and everyone is going to have to take the opportunity to kick them while they're down. You can coach them up the right way. Bottom line is changing culture is like turning a cruise ship. It takes a little while. Eric from Illinois. Uh, I'm just thinking about the cruise ship analogy. I think cruise ships are pretty nimble. I think you want to go with an aircraft carrier in that analogy next time, Eric. <laughs> it's well, a, I mean, I, I can see tell what you do- this: I can turn my boat quicker than a cruise ship can turn. That's true. It's yeah. true. It's not the fastest turning boat. <laughs> But they can get in and out of tight spaces. They relatively, can't do that. They can't know. do that. I watch them come into a uh, dock, and I'm like, man, this is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so the first part of that, um, the other was team another... was close to losing six or seven games the last couple of years. So another interesting answer that Brent gave last night. Um, I think it was one of our listener questions about. Yeah, it was. It was about similarities does he see any similarities between this year and 1999 his first year with bob stoops when they were trying to implement new schemes and all the turnover and you know this just a new staff and all that kind of stuff and his answer was and again i would encourage you to watch it because this is not verbatim but it was something to the effect of there were some similarities, but there were a lot of differences as well. And then he went into all the talent that John Blake had kind of left for them. Mm-hmm. He was like, we had some guys that could really play football when we got here. You know, Rocky Kalmus and on and on and on. He went about the guys that he's like, John had really recruited quite a bit of talent. And when we got here, like, you know, we had some guys that could really play football that went on to win national championships and be All-Americans and uh, so forth and so on. And he didn't ever finish that thought by saying, we don't have we that don't talent have that now. now. Yeah. But that's kind of the comparison he started. Like, he was like, but the, so I, 
I don't know. It was an interesting thing for him to bring up. I mean, the insinuation there was he they had more talent in 99 when they got there than they do now, which is a little mind-blowing. I'd have to sit down and look at the rosters and see if it's true, but I think he might be right. But Well, do you see any uh, college Hall of Famers on this roster? Considering, <laughs> considering where the program was in 1998 right, and where the program was last year, the two years before uh, the changes, you'd say, well, I mean, no way that team had more talent. But when you add in who left and everything, uh, I mean, I think that's the point he was trying to make. You listened to it. What'd you think? Yeah, that's definitely the the you, point. You he want was to say to it, but he was trying to say it. He named off name after name after name. Named off whether they were an All American or a College Hall of Famer or a will soon be a College Hall of Famer. And I think basically he was saying. I don't have those guys right now. They're mm-hmm. not here. They weren't left for me. I, he did, You're right. He did not say, I don't see a single guy on this roster going to the College Football Hall of Fame. But that's basically what he was saying. And, and basically saying, I don't know that I have an All-American on this team. So, um, yeah, there was... There were some interesting answers, and he gave the politically correct one on the quarterback. That one kind of disappointed me the way he answered that one. Um... I wanted him to – I know he can't say it because if it, it's that rumor's true that started out there about General Booty yesterday, it's a medical situation, so he probably can't comment on it. But it would be nice to know if that rumor's true, if that was the game plan, and then suddenly minutes before the game's set to start, you've got a quarterback that can't play that you were expecting to build everything around for the week. So that's not to say that Davis Bevel shouldn't have gone out there and performed better and been ready – but it would explain some things and how they looked early on. Well, through the whole game, I guess well, I should say. I mean, Levy said he had a situation in the pregame at his press conference. Okay, yesterday. I did not see Levy's stuff yesterday. So. Yeah, okay, we'll, we'll play well, that good. here in a little bit. It, yeah, I mean, that, I think that's as far as he went into it is that he had a little bit of a situation in the pregame. He didn't say he was supposed to be our starting quarterback. Right, right. And I don't think he was supposed to. I mean, everything I heard leading up to the game was that Bevel was going to be the starter. But maybe, maybe you know, maybe something changed Thursday or Friday. I mean, maybe he, maybe they changed their mind, or or he changed something Thursday or Friday. I don't know. But I don't. I I, I, I wonder what the medical like. I, it's hard. The situation that happened in pregame just has me. Like what in the world? If it was you know? a reaction, what was it too? Like, you know, that was some sort of a medical cause, reaction. It was, was a, it some a sort allergic of a, reaction allergic? that caused ver- blurry vision, according to some people. Yeah, so, like, well, how does that happen? Like, was I don't it? Huh. I bet he ate a Fletcher's corny dog. He was uh, allergic to the batter. Maybe I don't know. A holy biscuit. What? Like, what do you? What? Do <laughs> I you... don't know. <laughs> hmm. That's curious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. Well, I'll try to find that Jeff Levy bite. And we'll anyway, I spun off into out of the. Uh, but yes, I, I agree with you that he was kind of hinting at. I don't have the level of talent that Andre Wolfolk we and here, Rocky yeah. Kalmus mm-hmm. and Roy Williams uh, and some others that were not that they were loaded, but you know J T. Thatcher, uh, Trent Smith, 
Uh, who else? TJ was a holdover from uh, Frank Romero was there. I mean, I, but he's a college Hall of Famer, but he was a nice player. Uh, there were several. I mean, there were several guys. Josh Norman. Josh Norman was uh, was was there when they mm-hmm. got there. So Stocker McDougal. So anyway, some names. There's some names. Uh, let's see what else we have here on the text line. Uh, Toby, your commentary on OU quarterbacks' past stats at the other schools was an indictment on Levy and the coaching staff. They had a week to prepare Bevel. During the week, during that week, they basically showed Bevel and the other quarterbacks that they're so bad we're going to use a tight end and running back at QBs against Texas. It's your friend Dwayne and Norman. <laughs> He seems like a fun guy to hang out with, doesn't he, yeah, Dwayne? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, he just again, I'll repeat what I in the rush. You made fun of my seventy to nothing last week, but it could have been. <laughs> uh, yeah, it probably could have been. I um, I I will not. You know, I think it is an. I don't know if indictment's the right word. Obviously, the quarterback situation wasn't prepared, and I don't know where the general booty thing factors in there. But they played horribly. At quarterback, and we don't need to revisit all that again. Uh, however, I don't have a problem with the Wildcat packages. In fact, I hope they keep them going forward with Dylan Gabriel because especially the Braden Willis one, both of them, I think they can be effective additions to the offensive game plan, and it is for many teams. I mean, it's um, I, I said this many times yesterday. They beat Oak, uh, Texas last year with the Kennedy Brooks Wildcat over and over again. Uh, we see teams in the NFL and college every week run Wildcat. And so you've got a unique situation, especially with Braden Willis here, a guy of that body size, almost like a belldozer package with him, that could be a nice addition in short yardage or around the goal line or things like that even when you got Dylan Gabriel back. So the fact that they got creative and and added some Wildcat was really the best part of the offense on Saturday. And hopefully it was the only thing that gave you any type of hope or excitement for sure. Yeah. It also gives defenses something extra to prepare for when they face Oklahoma. You know, Kansas is going to have to spend some time at practice this week, uh, practicing how to defend that package. And that's a good thing to have every week. The more you can make defenses prepare for, the better. So I hope it stays in the arsenal. Less so, you know, I know I'm not going to see it 50% of the game, but two or three times a game as a, as a wrinkle, I like it. All right, quick break, 634. We'll be back. The Ref. Network Studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. I don't want to brag, but um, pretty big testosterone day for me yesterday, Tej. To wash some oil and grime off my hands a couple of times yesterday. Changed my son's battery in his uh, car yesterday. <laughs> Got the oil and grime all over you, huh? Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's pretty manly. Uh, that's pretty manly. I'll give you some credit. Man, it feels good to you know just kind of be under the hood. You know what I know. You know what I mean, Teach. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes. So I'm not saying it's the hardest thing that a mechanic could do, but 
still pretty big sense of satisfaction when you know you unhook all the cables and everything you take it to the store you get the new battery you hook all the cables back up and the car starts up and you're like you got that grime all over your fingers and a little bit up and on your face maybe and your clothes are all dirty and and then uh, you're like man I just accomplished something pretty manly just now. Go ahead, son. Try to start her up. That's right. That's exactly right. So. Life in your hand with one of those red cloths. Mm, I'm, I'm flying pretty high today. My self-confidence is at a pretty high level <laughs> today. So I just want you to know what uh, you're dealing with. <laughs> I noticed a little something different in your voice now. I know what did it you, is. Yeah. Did you see a little sparkle in my That's eye right. last night? That's right. That's right. Um, well, would you like to hear some questions I did not ask Brent Venable? Oh, I would absolutely love that, yeah. Uh, this has become a new favorite segment, it seems like, of the show out there. You know, we ask every Monday, put out the call for questions. And, um, uh, a, a whole bunch rolled in, and you could imagine, TJ, uh, not all of them were nice Last night, there were a lot of really good questions, and we, we asked a couple. Um, one of them, like I said, sparked maybe the most interesting answer of the night when he started comparing what it was like when they arrived in 99. What, he didn't really compare. He just kind of went over what it was like in 99 and all of the talent that John Blake had recruited that they inherited here. And he never really compared that to now, but you could kind of infer that's what was being said. That was a viewer question out there. But uh, some of them I did not ask, TJ. So um, here's one from at Bobby V 932 Clever. He asked, is Jeff Lebby a real person? <laughs> what does that even mean? I don't know. Uh, Mark Danker asked, have you considered wearing a visor? I kind of like that idea, just to kind of mix things up a little bit. Right. Brent used to wear a visor back in the day, didn't he? I think so. It seems like I'm picturing him back in the early 2000s wearing a visor. So I, I think, think he, he used should to. wear the visor Bob gave him on the stage oh, in San Antonio. That'd be a good idea, yeah. That thing's got some mojo in it. At Trey Dissident, who's going to be the new head coach? <laughs> Why didn't you ask that one, you chicken? Uh, this one was from at Sooner Steve One. What in the bleep were you thinking? <laughs> Where do you go from here? And can you confirm we will never see Bevel on the field again? <laughs> That was three questions in one from Sooner Steve. These are questions I did not ask Brent Venables last night. This is from Crystal Faramond. She asked, why? My only question is, why? <laughs> Similar here from H.D. Barton, who asked, I have a question. WTF? Question mark. See, we got a few of those last week. <laughs> right. Today. That's a <laughs> right. popular question. Oh, this is from it. Sooner Sam. How many hours per week do you practice the arm lock walking thingy 
maybe Google the forward pass concept over rah-rah handshakes. People get so upset about the singing of the school song and the walking in arm in arm. Like, uh, they get so upset over that why? stuff when you're not winning. No, when you're not winning. Yeah. What, like, why would it bother you? Win or lose. Well, they think that takes away from the focus of just, just ah, X's and O's. That's all you need Pract- to teach practice these kids. More plays. All right. Um, okay, this is like a legit question that I thought I would touch on because I heard it a lot yesterday, and I got it several times on Twitter last night. From Southwest Missouri Sooner. Why use Davis as a wide receiver in the Wildcat formation when you can use somebody that, I don't know, can run or block? To me, it was like watching 10 versus 11 football. You know when they would go to the Wildcat mm-hmm. and they would he put Davis out, Bevel yeah. out by the sidelines? That drove a lot of people crazy. Why not just take him off the field? And I think the reasoning for that is you if you don't take him off the field, you can always shift him back into quarterback. The defense doesn't know what you're going to do. And they did do that multiple times Saturday with the same personnel package without substituting, they could shift from bevel to quarterback to not at quarterback. And it keeps Texas then from substituting and just completely matching up or loading the block, uh, box or whatever. So um, it's not 10 versus 11, it's 10 versus 10 because when bevel goes out there split wide right, he takes a cornerback with him out of the game, way away from the box. So the reason that you don't substitute there is so that Texas can't match and substitute. If you don't substitute, they can't substitute. I mean, they can, but you're risking having 12 men on the field and snapping it quickly, and boom, you get a free five yards. So that's the strategy behind that. Does that make sense? It makes sense, and I know why they were doing it, but there were several times, too, yeah, the defender would go out there and then, as the play was about to, uh, uh, you know, as the ball was about to be snapped, they were breaking off and leaving <laughs> Davis Pebble. They're like, they're not going to throw it to you. So, um, but yeah, I, I, I completely understand what you were saying and what they were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is from Jay Giesen Tanner. Sorry if I mispronounced your name, Jay. Giesen Tanner? Giesen Tanner? What the bleep is going on? That was his question. And that's it. That's a, those are my questions. I did not ask Brent Venables last night, TJ. There were several more, but uh, those are the few that I picked out. As always, appreciate everybody's. Uh, Nothing wrong with a simple "What was that?" You know. Mm-hmm. That's right. Six forty-six in the morning. You can uh, call or text the show. Uh, phone number four zero five three two nine nine thousand. Text line Air Comfort Solutions. Text line. 405-651-3439. Toby and TJ with you on a Tuesday morning. Back after this. The word is spreading and the ref army is growing. Keep telling your friends and family that there's only one station for true Sooner fans. And that's the ref radio sports network and worldwide on the K ref app. T-Row in the morning show. Toby and TJ back with you this hour brought to you by Norman regional health system. Air Comfort Solutions text line. No one says Hoco. That's not being hip with it. Please don't ever say that again. Oh, yeah. Everybody says Hoco. Hoco. Uh, don't they write it on the signs and stuff like when they have their parades and everything? Like Hoco yeah, Parade. I, my daughter's got uh, t shirts from uh, Hoco a couple of weeks back here at Piedmont. So, yeah. Right. It's all, all the, the kids say it. <laughs> 
And I text am her. with it. Yep. Get hip with it, Texter. Uh, Toby, thank you for the TED Talk last night. I always feel better after hearing from BV. Yeah, me too. You're welcome. Uh, you heard from him last night, too. He got some mm-hmm. things off his chest. It so. was a TED Talk. That was yeah. good. I, I think that's a w- good way to describe it. Yeah. Search and search last night. Never could find the coaches show on the app. ESPN Plus is junk. I, All right. I will back this person. Okay. It took me a long time. Well, long time's not right. It took me a little bit. It was not listed on the channels or the upcoming shows last what night. T- what were you? Uh, what time did you try to watch it? Um, after it was over. After or it, was it was over. Going on? After it was okay. over. Right at right. nine so o'clock. All right. So this, you're looking for it on demand. Not. It's not on live while you're looking for it. You're looking for it in the past. Yeah, so okay. you have to search it a particular way because if you just search Brent Venables, the Sunday show would come up. Uh-huh. So you have to search Sooner Sports Talk, and then it finally came up. So I understand a lot of people probably don't know what to type in for the title. So Let uh, me ask you this Yeah, because I don't know the answer to this. When uh, Obviously, when it's on, it's in the live and upcoming section. Yeah, like it's, I- it's on with all the shows that are on right now. When it ends... Is there a period of time between when it ends and it goes into the on-demand section, or does it go there immediately? I honestly don't know. I was trying to find it. Does that make it, sense like, what I'm asking? Yes, it does make okay. sense. But I was trying to find it mid-show, so that may have been part of my problem uh, because it was already started. But but I don't know why I couldn't click on live and watch it from where it was at. But um, so, you, so it was available live, but I think you couldn't so. go backwards. I think so. Well, it wasn't. It wasn't listed. That's what I'm saying. I don't know why it wasn't as if it was okay. airing right then. So, unless I just okay. was missing it. So, but I see what you're saying and yes, I do think there's a couple of minute uh window there and then it's boom, it's there. So, at least it was for me last okay. night and I watched the whole thing. So, I'm looking at the uh Sooner Sports Talk <laughs> replay from last night right now. No, I'm not making fun of it. I was just just trying to like I went to the search, typed in Sooner. You know, you bring up a good point though. You maybe you either got to know the name of the show or it would be nice if you could just type in Oklahoma and everything Oklahoma-related would come up rather than having to search for the specific title of the show you're looking right. for. Yeah. Although, if you know the title, I mean, there's only like four things we do. So if you know Huddle or Brent Venable's show or Sooner Sports Talk or In the Booth or whatever – but it would be nice if you could just, if you don't know the names of those things, to type in Oklahoma or Sooners, and the channel comes up. Yes. And then everything is right there that you could search from. So I, I do think it could be, it's not hard. I mean, it's not hard. I, it took me like seven seconds to find last night's show. But I do think it could be laid out in a more viewer-friendly way. Agree. Uh, Camo Sooner says it's very disappointing that Toby enjoys eating at Rudy's when they advertise that they bring you the best in real Texas barbecue. Um, hmm. we get this, we get that. Not in the title, (laughs) and it is a sponsor, so yeah. Uh, I wonder which coach he's alluding to, if any. Gotta think it's Roof or Levy. Oh, I don't know could be anybody it could be 
That could be nothing at all. We're just you know you're trying. He could have just been speaking in general, like, "Hey, even if there's a coach that I'm not aware of, if you don't like what I'm doing mm-hmm. or want to be here, I'll I'll help you out. Go, right. right. We'll pack up your office." Uh, Rocky looked great on that show last night. <laughs> yeah. His sleeves how, how much did, tighter and shorter than your sleeves on a similar shirt you guys well, were wearing last night. He's stronger than I am. <laughs> um, how did that show go yesterday? I didn't get to hear much of it. Um, I heard some of it, and you could hear Teddy and Tyler show. I'm talking about. There's a frustration and a sadness in Teddy's voice right now on his show. Sure. Yeah. He doesn't like Brent being questioned. He doesn't like not having the answers of what's going on exactly. He doesn't like the attitude of some people towards uh, who he uh, a, a gentleman he highly respects. So it's been a rough three weeks on Teddy Lehman, and you could hear it's kind of grinding and wearing on him. So, yeah. Poor guy. I feel bad for him. I really do. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I really do. do you- I, I know – no, I absolutely, 100% do. I know, like, he looks up to Brent Vittables immensely. Uh, yes. Immensely, like, as a father figure. And once, once so badly for, for this to work out. Right. And the fact that it's not is, like, doubly painful from an OU perspective and from his love for Brent Venables' perspective. He hates seeing him go through this. And I get it. And so I feel... I feel it for Ted because Ted feels it for Brent, you know. So, no, I, it's hard on him, I think. It really is. Break time. It is uh, 7 o'clock on a Tuesday. We'll be back.